Welcome to the first season of Arise Esther, a podcast for today's Esthers, women who are ready to rise up in bold, courageous faith like Esther of old, who stepped up to lead when life was tough and hope was dim, but faith was fierce. Hi, I'm Don Scott Damon, your podcast host. I get to talk to some of the most resilient women on the planet, all who've tackled difficult life crises head on and triumphed. Now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Thanks for being with us again today. This is Dawn Scott Damon, your host, and you're listening to Arise Esther. And this show today is going to inspire you. Listen to Listen to this. My guest, she is a speaker and an award-winning author of The Grace Impact, a devotional about God's grace. She has written for the Upper Room Magazine, Chicken Soup for the Soul, who doesn't know that book, right? And other print and digital publications. She loves to inspire others about living in God's grace. And she's no stranger to God's grace. She has learned to trust God in deeper ways as she's coped with challenges of raising a family as a pastor's wife. She's lived through unexpected detours of tongue cancer and survived several times. She is uh, lives in central Illinois. I almost gave it away, but you can't, you got to wait till the end to get her name. She lives in <laughs> Illinois with her husband, Rick, where they serve in ministry to encourage pastors across the country. They have two adult children and six grandchildren. That's the most amazing thing. Will you welcome to the Arise Esther podcast today, my guest, Nancy K. Grace. Hey, Nancy. Hello. I'm so excited to be with you today. Well, we're excited to have you. Now, I am detecting an accent. You said you live in Illinois, but that's a Southern accent I'm hearing. (laughs) We live uh, 14 years in Arkansas, so maybe there's a little bit of that, but I'm originally from Chicago, so it's a mix. So it's just a mixture, but there it is. I always hear that Southern accent because what happens to me is I just want to start talking that same way. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's not that thick. I get it, but I know. Yeah. Oh, so Nancy, you have grandchildren. You love playing the piano. You love hiking and traveling. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then I want to hear about the grace impact. Okay. Thank you. Well, I'm really excited to be here today, Don. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have been uh, in ministry for 45 plus years. My husband and I have always been in ministry ever since we were dating, engaged, and then married. And he's served as a pastor for 45 years. And now he has retired from the church pastorate and is serving in a ministry that is called Disciple Heritage Fellowship. And his role is to be the church liaison. And he goes to churches and pastors to encourage them. And uh, he, we moved from Arkansas to Illinois just over a year ago, which was a pretty major move, a step of bold faith, which, uh, yeah, I'll be yes. talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really trusted God in this move. And he is really showing us, leading us um, in this new ministry. We travel to different churches across the country and we visit with pastors I meet with the pastor's wives, so, you know, we have dinner together, um, you know, as couples, and uh, I've also started having some contacts, some like some Zoom meetings to connect us across the country, because 
it's a time where we really need to encourage one another in our faith and in ministry. It's a hard time. That's not any big news for anybody because this is a hard year. But in ministry, it, so many things have changed. You know, there's just not a class in seminary that says how to live in a pandemic with a church. All so, right. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I, um, I, I have, well. yeah, I'm a musician. I enjoy playing um, piano in a praise team with a, you know, I, I played last Sunday. I don't do it regularly, but I rotate in as a volunteer. And um, it, so music has been an important part of my life. Um, we ha have two children um, and they live far away. And I, that's what makes my heart sad. And we, yeah. one lives in Arkansas with two grandchildren and the other one lives in Texas with four grandchildren. Okay. So we are spread out, but we are in regular touch. And I'm, I'm thankful for their journey of faith that we've been able to see over the years. So. That's such a blessing when we see our grown adult children becoming parents of their own and watching them take those steps of faith and know that the faith, the living reality of Jesus Christ has been transmitted into their lives. They've made it their own. It's just such a joy. Having adult children myself and grandchildren, I, I can appreciate that. I want to get into our topic today, which is living with bold faith in uncertain times. And But before we do that, I do just... Because it's from grandma to grandma, I do want to ask you, why do your grandkids call you Nama? Nama. Nama. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Nama. Okay. Well, um, several years ago, before we were grandparents, we, we had a, went on a trip to Africa to visit some missionary friends. We had always said that we wanted to go. They had stayed in our home when they were home on furlough, and they kept inviting us. And I just thought, like, Nah, I don't know about going to Africa. That's mm -hmm. really out of my comfort zone. And uh, the time came where it was like, okay, God said, let's do it. And so we went to Africa, to Tanzania and Kenya. And oh, we, we worked with, we, we went there basically to encourage our missionary friends, okay. uh, Gary and Judy Woods. And they took us out into the bush. We saw people who, I mean, this was some cutting edge missionary stuff. And it was just amazing to me. Well, while we were there and we're meeting different tribes, um, they said, well, what's your name? And I said, my name is Nancy. And they just kind of looked at me like, what? And they kind of laughed. They said, what's your name? And I said, Nancy. And they kind of snickered and I'm like, what? Anyway, and then our, our missionary friend said, um, they think that means woman with vegetables. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't have any vegetables, so anyway. So <laughs> that was kind of our little, little joke for that. But we went on to uh, another tribe, another in the Maasai tribe, and they speak Swahili. And mm -hmm. so as we were traveling in, in their Jeep Land Rover, I found that they had a, a Swahili English uh, dictionary. And so I looked up grace. What, does grace. what is the word grace in Swahili? So that, because Nancy means grace. Okay in Hebrew. Okay. Yes. And I, I thought, well, that way I could introduce myself as grace. Okay. And so we met with um, the, you know, when, when we got to the Maasai tribe and, you know, they asked me, what's my name? And I said, Nama. 
Okay. And so it was like, oh, okay. Then they understood. Okay. Yes. So we came back from that trip and that was when we found out we were going to become grandparents. And so the big question is, what are you going to be called? And I thought, you know, I'm going to be called Nema because that means grace in Swahili. And that is my name. That is a beautiful story. And I love that story. That's so great. Well, I don't have, I don't have any cool names. They just flat out call me grandma, but. Um, they will what, never find it, um, you know, a plaque that says Nama on it, but, <laughs> but it, it's close enough. And, you know, it's like someday they can ask me, why do we call you that? And I can share that story. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Well, let's talk about bold faith. Okay and bold faith in uncertain times. And if there was ever an uncertain time that we're living in, it certainly is right now, right? Yes. So what, what caused you to think about living with bold faith and writing this book? Well, um, we, we, we make a lot of little decisions every day and we make big decisions occasionally, but it seems like mm -hmm. in 2020, we're making big decisions more frequently than we are making little decisions. Um, but we have to have a confidence in faith that God is our confidence, that he goes forward, he goes before us, he comes after us. And as believers, we can trust him uh, for that. And as I look back over my life and I can see different times when God has really strengthened me and when I would be really nervous about taking that next step. Um, for instance, like when we went to Africa, I was really scared, but I knew in confidence that God would go with me. And, but um, in my personal life, I've seen how when I accepted Christ as my savior as a teenager, and I became a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 is, is my conversion verse. Uh, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. And I was excited to be that new creation that I could put aside low self-esteem, that I could put aside low self-worth. And I, I was really in that muck and mire of, of that. And, and it is something I know a lot of women today struggle with. And I still have to battle that. I'm just being honest. And yes. um, it's, it, But it became a, a, something that I wanted to become a new creation in Christ. And it was only because of his grace inviting me and touching me. And the grace impact is because the Lord of the universe, the most holy God, chooses to reach out to us. Mm -hmm. He chooses to make himself known to us. No other religion does that except yes. Christianity. Mm -hmm. And the holy God of the universe extends grace to us so that we may know him so that he may touch up when we agree at that intersection of God's grace and our life, mm -hmm. he transforms us. And that's the grace impact on our lives. Mm -hmm. And then from there, his grace enables us and helps us to be able to grow as a believer, grow in our faith. His, great, his grace and faith and Holy Spirit help to stabilize us in uncertain times. Yes. Because we have to de depend on him because our strength is so weak and God's strength is strong. So that is uh, the grace impact unfolds as, you know, God reaches to us. We accept, we make the decision. We have a choice to make. Are we going to 
say yes to God's grace or are we going to shy away from it? When we say yes to it, then we accept Jesus Christ and we are saved by grace through faith. And so we, then we grow in our faith and we, uh, the, the theme verse in my book is 2 Corinthians 9, 8, which is, and the God of all grace, mm-hmm. and that's his name, his, you know, he makes himself known. Uh, and he, he will help us in everything, in all ways, to share his grace, to grow in his grace. Mm-hmm. So then as we interact with his grace, we grow, we 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 come to trust God and grow deeper in our faith. And then we can become grace givers. We can become a channel of that grace in this hurting world, this grace starved world. Yes. So that's the, the overall arc of the book. And there are four sections that kind of cover those things, but it's devotionals, personal stories. And at the end of each short chapter, there's additional scriptures and questions for journaling and a prayer. So um, the book can be used, and I have used it as a Bible study book for a small group. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the idea of the book, is just seeing the magnificence of God's grace. It's like looking um, at a multifaceted diamond under a bright light. Mm-hmm. You see so many different colors, and the beauty of it radiates. Yes. God's grace. It's a crown yeah. jewel for us. Mm-hmm. That's, that's beautifully said, and there's no end to that beautiful mm-hmm. grace or that diamond when you're looking at it in that light. You're seeing something new all the time, yes. and it's new and fresh every time you look at it. It's just as spectacular. Help me know, Nancy, and for those that are listening, there's a lot of different definitions for grace out there in the Christian world and in other places. How are you defining the word grace? What does that mean? To me, that is um, God revealing himself to us. He doesn't have to, but it's going back to Ephesians 2.8. It is by grace we are saved through faith. His, we have the salvation of grace, but then we have a daily grace that he helps us with in living our lives, in guiding us. And uh, we have to learn to have grace for ourselves when we mm-hmm. blow it and make mistakes I, I like to say I'm a redeemed perfectionist, <laughs> but um, some, you know, that still trips me up. I'm because, you know, I have to have everything just right. But I, I've learned, I've had to learn to relax that in myself and just say, God created me as I am, and I live in His grace, and He accepts me, and so I need to accept myself. So there's a lot of this acceptance. There's God saving us through Jesus Christ, and then there's the daily walk that we have of his daily grace given to us. So there's a saving grace that's uh, unearned on our part, and it's just God's gift to us. And then there's this daily grace, this daily impartation of his strength, Mm -hmm. this divine empowerment that we get. I like what you're saying about yourself. You're being very vulnerable and transparent, and I appreciate that. Yeah. You're a woman who said, hey, I struggled with Mm -hmm. self-worth and I struggled with self-esteem. And and then because of that, I struggled with some perfectionism. Is that what I'm hearing? How did knowing that you're a new creation in Christ, you wanted it to be that, you were that instantly at salvation, but then we got to walk that out, right? So how does grace help you overcome low self-esteem? When I get uh, anxious about something, 
and I just really have to uh, trust God deeper. And that goes more into, into a, a bold faith and realizing that I have to listen to who God says I am. It comes back to that. I don't yes, want to listen to the lies of the culture, which are screaming at us all the time. And we just need to listen to God says, I have called you by name. Yes. You are mine. I am mm -hmm. fearfully and wonderfully made. A lot of times on my birthday, I will um, read Psalm 139 just as yeah. a reminder That's that good. I am mm -hmm. created for God's purpose mm -hmm. and his greater purpose. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, those kinds of things, when I slip down and begin to think, oh, why did I goof up with that or whatever? But it's like God's grace is there. And I have to accept it for my mistake or whatever, take ownership, but yet accept sure. his grace. And even just last weekend, I kind of had an episode, a little, little scenario of that. I, I mentioned that I played on the church's worship team mm -hmm. and we're in a new church, a bigger church now. And so my confidence is a lot different than playing for a little church. Sure. And I was on stage and I had the, you know, the in-ears you know thing and i'm playing on a, a a keyboard that i'd never played on before mm. but I, I was really concerned that i was going to blow it you know and at practice this is what happened well i hadn't thought about sharing this but this is what happened yeah. i started to play one of the worship songs in a different key and i thought this sounds horrible what is going on what's happening yeah and then at the end of practice, I noticed like, oh, I had the wrong music. I am sorry. <laughs> okay. And I, I felt very humbled by that. But yet they offered me grace and, and I knew that I would get it right for Sunday. I knew that God would help me. And so, yes. uh, yeah, God and I, we had, had, had some work to do <laughs> and we got it and it came out okay. And I had to accept the grace that God gave me, that other people gave me, that it's it's not do or die, you know, Jesus already did that for me. That's right. You know, and, so. and that in that moment, I like how John Maxwell says it like fail forward yeah. and uh, we can fail and beat ourselves up or we can fail and learn. But, yeah. but the, not even that that was a failure, but it's a pop quiz, if you will, from God yeah. that says, I'm giving you this opportunity. It won't harm you, but mm -hmm. I'm giving you an opportunity to choose my grace is it Hebrews that says, see to it that no one misses the grace yes. of God. And yes. in that, any moment of our life, the minute we stumble or we fail or we're tempted, there's that grace from God. He's extending yes. it to us. He doesn't want us to miss it. Yes, that's true. I, li I like how you brought that in, that it was like, it's, it was a pop quiz. And I thought, <laughs> okay, you know, and okay, God, you, you can help me with this. And he did, and it went fine. And I, I felt more confident as a result of stepping into God's grace. Yes. Knowing that he was with me, so beautifully said. You know, Nancy, um, I didn't mean to go here today either, but we just let the Holy Spirit lead us. But yeah. you know, when we started our conversation, we started about grandchildren. And I just have this sense in my heart that there's going to be some woman listening to this podcast who is, who is aging. Maybe mm -hmm. she's in her late 50s, early 60s. Maybe, maybe she's not 
that woman that she used to be mm-hmm. and confidence is waning, you know, um, I'm in my late fifties. I, I, you know, there's a, there's something that happens for us women and we get in new situations and, and you're right. Our confidence kind of can, can go, but I'm sensing there's a woman, a grandma perhaps who thinks her time has passed. There's nothing she can mm-hmm. do. What yeah. value does she bring? Does grace reach right. to her too? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the greatest things a, a grandma can do for her grandchildren is to pray for them and to pray for their, of course, for their salvation. But as they grow through different stages and I, I will ask my kids, you know, so tell me what your kids are dealing with, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so I will know how to pray for them. Yeah. And I, I want to be that person to stand in the gap for my grandchildren um, and my children. And because uh, I've seen time after time prayers answered for my children mm-hmm. and beginning to see that in, in my grandchildren. There are eight and under um, mm-hmm. in their ages. So they're little people yet, mm-hmm. but they're getting into, you know, they're realizing life is about, you know, what is going on and playing soccer and getting out in the world a little bit more. But um, I, I think that, boy, we can pray from afar. We don't have to be right there. But when we are with them, we can encourage them in who they are and love them unconditionally. And, you know, just to, to reach out to them that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say when my book came out, I was 60. And so I was, to me, that was a big accomplishment that God is just opening a new chapter for me as a, as a, a writer and author. I've been a speaker for a while, but you know, that really took the step forward into being an author. So I, congratulations. I, thank you. You and know, that's there's, wonderful. there's more, there's more ahead. I mean, I've, I've met some, some women that uh, a part, one in particular that when she was 80, 75 or 80 she wanted to do something more with her life and she started a foundation and by the time she passed away at 95 yeah her foundation had given away millions of dollars and you know she didn't keep all that money for herself but gave it away that was just a simple story i don't have that kind of resource but god is in me and i can share hope i can share god's grace I could still spread his word. And so to the woman who is wondering, what is my worth? You're still a jewel. Just, and I have this as an acrostic, a just everyday women experiencing the love of the savior, a jewel, oh, J-E-W-L-S, jewels. We are jewels, jewels. Just, you know, just everyday women experiencing the love of the savior. And we can be that channel of grace to share kindness. And our world needs that kindness so much right now, Um, you know, so that we can show that kindness and be a light for Jesus right where we're at. Mm -hmm. Amen. So you heard it here, ladies, today that God's not done with you. And you have every reason to hold your head up and pull those shoulders back and to stand in confidence because God's called you. And Nancy, you've been in some pretty dark places in your life, a survivor of tongue cancer. I imagine you experienced unexpected grace in those moments. Absolutely. It was um, 
the first diagnosis was, um, I was totally caught off guard. I did not expect it. My dentist didn't expect it. The oral surgeon didn't expect it. But when I got that phone call from the oral surgeon that said, we got the results and it's cancer. And I've talked to an oncologist and this is blah, blah, blah. And he's going on. I'm like, wait, wait. He said cancer. I had cancer. And I had to, you know, it just rocked, rocked, rocked my world. Sure. And, um, you know, I called my husband from his office. He came home and I told him we embraced and cried together. We prayed together. And that night at the piano, as I, I had stitches in my tongue and I couldn't talk. I, I couldn't sing. I usually could sing and play at the piano just for my own worship time. And I couldn't, I couldn't sing. So I just played and I prayed through my fingers old hymns of It Is Well With My Soul, Blessed Assurance. And I felt the peace of God come over me in a different way than I'd ever experienced before. A deeper grace, a deeper way of trusting him and hearing him say to me, I've got you. Yes. And I knew I would be okay. And as I walked through that, I found out that um, my treatment for many years had been, I, I would go to see a doctor. And then if he saw anything suspicious, he would biopsy it. So over a period of 17 years, I've had eight biopsies on my tongue. And uh, I can't imagine. three of those have been cancerous. And each time they would remove a sec another section of my tongue. And each time I had to learn how to talk again. I couldn't say my name. I was Nancy Gwaith because I couldn't speak right. So I've had to continually, I, and I'm always, I'm cautious and, you know, I'm careful about speaking because I, I want to be on the word of God to be understood. So last year I, I, I was, had been released from the doctor. He said, I think you're going to be okay. And then we moved and I thought, okay, I, I'll have to get in with a doctor. And then the end of last year after Thanksgiving, I noticed a sore on my tongue again. And it didn't seem like it was before. And it was concerning me. And I, I looked, we were driving back home from Thanksgiving visiting our daughter. And I said to my husband, Rick, I said, something is not right in my mouth. And I thought, how am I going to, I don't know any doctors in our new area. I don't know who to contact, but we prayed about it. And um, God led me to, um, I was doing some music for a Christmas program. And one of the gals, the, and when we were practicing the music, and I was explaining my situation with my mouth and tongue. And she said, well, my husband's an ENT. And I thought, well, that's the kind of doctor I need. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so she called him or texted his, him. He got his nurse to call me. And within 15 minutes, I had an appointment set up with a specialist. Mm -hmm. And that I didn't have to go through, uh, you know, a referral. And, and it was just God's place. And four days later, I had an appointment. And oh, I wow. went to his... Uh, I had some speaking that week. I finished the speaking and then I went to the doctor's appointment and he looked in, at my tongue and he said, I'm going to do a biopsy today. I didn't expect that one. 
at all. And so he did take a, a small biopsy and then I waited, this was December now, and Christmas is there and, you know, and my next follow-up appointment was December 26th. And he said, it, you know, it looks, it doesn't look good. We need to do another glossectomy. That's where they remove part of your tongue. Yeah. And so he scheduled it for January 10th. Mm. And I, I was scared. It felt different this time. I felt a nodule in my tongue that I didn't feel before. And it hurt. And, you know, we came through the holidays. We had a wonderful time with our families. Um, and, and I was getting scared. And I thought, I, I've been in this road before, but I'm scared. I'm more scared this time. I'm older. I know what the surgery is like. It is not pleasant to heal because I, I can't eat. I can't talk. Um, so I, I didn't know how, how it was going to be. And the morning of this, uh, well, I'll, I'll back up. The, before, the night before the surgery, I sat and I read uh, John 14 where Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, but I give you peace. I have overcome the world. All of those wonderful thoughts, that wasn't exactly what, it, you know, the verse, yeah. but, and it took me back to that very first diagnosis of where God told me I had peace, that here now, 17, 18 years later, I'm still dwelling with that promise of peace and his grace sustaining me. And I knew that I knew I'd be okay, whatever, whatever happened. Well, the day of the surgery, the doctor preoperatively looked at me and I could tell that he saw that it had gotten worse, much worse in two weeks time. Mm. And so he added some additional instructions to the surgery to remove more of my tongue, to also possibly remove lymph nodes from my neck. Um, and so it became a more serious thing. Surgery took longer. He removed about a third of my tongue mm. and removed all of the lymph nodes on my neck. So I have a scar from my ear all the way down to the middle of my neck. And I, I hadn't experienced, you know, I, I was scared. I thought, sure. what, what does this mean? But I had to trust and rest in the refuge of God's grace rest in the refuge of his peace and in the healing process i listened to a lot of praise and worship music i journaled i wrote out scriptures um, it ended up being stage two cancer with nerve involvement mm -hmm. which was more serious than it had ever been and it just kind of happened out of the clear blue and i i'm so glad that i got it because Oral cancers can grow fast because of the moist environment in the mouth. And it had grown a lot in two weeks. So I, I did have the um, consults for radiation and for chemo, and I was scared. I was really scared because I, I didn't want to go through that. But if I had to, I knew God would be with me. Um, after much prayer and discussion among several different doctors, we came to the agreement that I would just see my ENT who did the surgery. I'd see him every two months. And if anything happens in between, I will get in to see him right away. So this year, since January, I've been going to see the doctor every two months and I will be going later in October. 
uh, for another checkup, but things have been good. And I'm so thankful. And then Praise I God. found out that he is one of the best in the country that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that God provided that. And yes. all that happened in January and early February of this year of the pandemic. So I, I didn't have to deal with it during, you know, the pandemic and all the issues that that would create of, mm-hmm. uh, I know it's been harder to get in to see doctors and, you know, <laughs> so. The Lord God's went timing. before you, yes, yes. and he yes. took care of you, and that is yes. amazing grace. Yes. And our prayers for you, Nancy, that you will continue to walk in 100% recovery Thank and you. wholeness in everything, and that you're still out there speaking and mm-hmm. sharing this with others, and that you are, well, you're a trophy of God's grace. We look at your okay. life. Yeah. And- <laughs> see yeah that. where would we be without god's grace where and would he, we be yes you know, and it, it it comes back to his grace he loved us that he gave us grace he he could have stayed far off but he chose to dwell with us god with us emmanuel god with us amen and so you know those that was another thought that i kept kept drawing strength from is that god is with us he is his promise is that he is with us no matter what even in the rough times, and we don't understand what's going on, but we can hang on to him, hang on to the hem of his garment sometimes, and just hold on to grace. Yes. When you were playing all of those hymns, and you said you were praying through your fingers, what a beautiful word picture, and I couldn't help but think about one of my favorite hymns, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Yes. And yes. he's... He's the real deal. I mean, if anyone listening is floundering in their faith or wondering the reality of Christ, he is a solid rock. I mean, you know, the proof is that you're living in this place of peace. At John 14, don't let your hearts be troubled. You know, I'm giving you my peace. And you can't walk through these kinds of things in life the way you did yeah. without that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And, and the longer that I walk with the Lord, the more I see his faithfulness. I can recall it from the past time and time again at this part in my life, at this part in my life, at this part in my life. And now I know that he's got the future. I, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. This position that my husband has, we know it's only for a few years. And after that, we don't know what. Um, so we're just kind of trusting God. And, um, when we took the step of faith to move here, we, we, we sold the house that we had built. We moved away from family. It, it was really a hard decision, but we trusted God and, and he gave us that assurance that he would do it again. Like he's always done because he is a faithful God forever. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm just so thankful that you've been on our show today. And, you know, we call this a rise Esther because we are really speaking to modern day Esthers who have to take bold steps of living faith in our unedited lives and uncertain times, just like you speak about. What would you say as a parting comment to any of our modern Esthers that need to step up to their moment? Well, we, we do have to, um, and I mentioned Esther in, in my book as a grace giver. I mean, she stepped out in bold faith and 
she didn't know what was going to happen, but she right. stepped out and God was there and she trusted God. And likewise, we can step out, we can trust God. Life is unedited. That's kind of a something that I've, I've learned as I've laid aside some perfectionism that I, it's going to happen. Stuff yeah. is going to happen. Do I have, uh, I have to learn to be flexible, but trust God in that flexibility. Life is unedited and we need God's grace for that strength, for that um, empowerment to be able to go forward, to be a channel of grace to somebody who needs it. I mean, even if it's a small thing, in the grocery store to allow somebody to go in front of you when, you know, or to help out a young mother or to, you know, just put, you know, send a, a note of encouragement to somebody, you know, those things are very valuable and they're kind of get, getting lost. The sending the note to somebody and all that, we need to recall that. And that's even a little thing. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but a little step shows God's love and grace to somebody. Yes. I agree. Thank you so much for being with us today. And if people want to know more about you, they can find you at nancykgrace.com. Yes. And that's the address of your blog as well. Yes. And if they it want is, to get your book. Yes. Um, and it um, has my middle name spelled out, N-A-N-C-Y-K-A-Y-G-R-A-C-E.com. And I, I have a newsletter, a monthly newsletter that I send out. Um, and I send a devotional and just encouragement for, for, the world, for you in the world. Um, so you, you can sign up for my devotional on my website. My blog is there. Um, you can learn more about me or you know, find out how to contact me if, if you're interested in a speaker. So there you have it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us today. And hey, for all of you listening and my modern day Esters, as always, I have a question for you. Modern Esther, is this your moment to arise? I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you found value, make sure that you visit ariseesther.captivate.fm. Like us, love us, and review us. And hey, want to join the movement? Visit us on thearisemovement.com to get connected. And for more information about me, your freedom coach and host, visit freedomgirlsisterhood.com. And while you're there, take the 60-day freedom challenge. You'll be so glad you did. Until we meet again, keep rising. This is your moment.